Alrighty, guys, welcome to the Go For Two podcast. I'm your host, Cargo. Um, in this episode, guys, I'm going to be doing my mock draft 2.0. I know it's been a little while, uh, but with all the crazy trades that have happened, um, all the new things that have developed recently, um, I had to just kind of give it some time to settle. But um, typically, I've done a four episode um, series on my mock draft. Uh, in this one, I've decided just to kind of condense everything for you. So I'm going to be doing picks one through 32. Okay. So, uh, with the draft being, uh, nine days away, it's really exciting. Um, just because with this draft, I've seen a lot on Twitter about it's very hard to predict this draft just because we don't know what's going to happen with, um, certain quarterbacks and other positions as well. And a lot of these teams, uh, we have eight teams that have multiple picks in the first round, which is absolutely insane. So uh, with these teams, are they going to pick the best available on the board? Or are they going to try to take a certain player here at this spot so they can get another player at that spot? And they just pick so close to each other that it's really interesting to see how they're going to draft, okay? So I'm going to break down how I think the draft is going to go. Now, obviously, I probably won't get all 32 picks right. This is just kind of my opinion. This is my idea. But I wanted to go ahead and share that with you here. Okay, guys? Alrighty, guys. Let's go ahead and get right into it. So uh, in my mock draft 2.0, with the first overall pick for the second year in a row, I had the Jacksonville Jaguars taking edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Once again, we've kind of known this for a while now, um, you know, with that first overall pick, you want a guy that is the best player in the draft. Um, he's going to be a corner, cornerstone piece for the franchise. Um, you know, what he does on the field um, and what he does off the field, you know, preparing, um, you know, I think he's just very technically sound and um, I feel like he has really good sneaky abilities. Um, like I said, they've kind of compared him to the Bosa brothers. So I think him and Josh Allen um, can kind of feed off each other. And uh, now Jacksonville has two really uh, uh, talented edge rushers there. With the second overall pick, uh, the Detroit Lions, um, who are one of eight teams in this draft to have multiple picks in the first round, um, will take edge rusher Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Um, once again, this kind of fits a need and a want for them. Uh, I know that a lot of people have talked about how he doesn't love football. Uh, we all heard about that last year with Micah Parsons, who took a year off uh, from football to prepare for the draft, and look how that kind of turned out. I kind of see that same thing for Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, he'll be the first one to tell you that he loves football. He, he um, From you know what he's told us in interviews and stuff like that, he's very uh, football smart, uh, high football IQ, and um, – you know, I think a really interesting point, too, was in the Pac-12, they're usually running about anywhere between, you know, I think 100 to 120 plays um, on offense. So it would be very difficult uh, for him to play all out uh, for 100 and 120 plays. So um, I think he's going to be a, a really good piece for Detroit as they look to rebuild um, with Dan Campbell. The third overall pick, I have the Houston Texans taking another edge rusher, uh, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Um, now, Trayvon Walker is a guy that, you know, with the uh, combine, really helped his draft status. Um, this is a guy who is a freak. Um, obviously, didn't have a great college career, but I think he'll have an even better NFL career. 
um, can kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, this is an opportunity for Levy Smith to uh, build the defense uh, the way he wants to. Um, and this is going to be a great way to start off here. Now at fourth overall, we have the New York Jets. Uh, now the Jets really need to do well in this draft. Um, we've talked a lot about how um, how many high picks they have. Um, you know, they have two picks in the top 10 and then they have two very high picks in the second round. So they need to nail this draft here. Um, and the way to do that is by taking cornerback Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. I know they've kind of addressed the secondary in the um, offseason, uh, but this is a guy who's an elite player. Um, I think he's going to be a plug-and-play. He's going to be, you know, that Jarrell Revis that they've had um, um, in the past. So um, I think this is going to be a really good pick for them. Um, uh, now it's time to start picking uh, really good players and just plug them in, best available on the board. Um, you know, take it. At fifth overall, we have the New York Giants. Um, I have them taking offensive tackle Iki Ikuanu out of NC State. Um, I do believe he's the best offensive lineman in this draft. And for the Giants to be able to get him at number five, um, I think that's a steal. Um, ultimately, the Giants, what they need to do with these top picks is um, build the trenches um, protect Daniel Jones and give Saquon somebody he can follow as he's, uh, you know, trying to rejuvenate his career in his own sense. So um, now the New York Giants with left tackle Andrew Thomas have two bookend tackles here. Now at six, we have the Carolina Panthers. I have them taking quarterback Malik Willis out of Liberty. Uh, the Panthers have done a really good job in addressing a lot of other needs in free agency, but you know, for the Panthers, um, obviously they have missed out on every possible quarterback from, you know, obviously Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson. And so uh, for them, they might feel like Sam Darnold might not be the guy for them. I still think Sam Darnold will start the year. Um, and this is really just Matt Rule trying, trying to keep his job. Um, what this kind of reminds me of is last year with Matt Nagy. Um, how he kind of just traded away a lot of draft capital to move up to get Justin Fields, um, all for him just to get uh, fired, you know, in the offseason. So, um, you know, I don't really see how this works out for Matt Rule. You know, obviously the other option could be Kenny Pickett, who might be more NFL ready. But um, I think at six overall, you kind of um, either are trading back to get Kenny Pickett or you're taking Malik Willis because of the upside. At seventh overall, once again, we have the uh, New York Giants. Um, this pick comes via the Chicago Bears uh, in that trade uh, for Justin Fields last year, and I have them now taking their edge rusher, Jermaine Johnson, out of Florida State. Uh, the Giants desperately need help at the um, edge position, um, and this is going to be a perfect fit for Ron Martindale um, to have in his defense moving forward. And at eight, we have the Atlanta Falcons. I have them taking a wide receiver, Drake London, out of USC. Um, this definitely fits a need and a want. Um, he's going to be really nice to go along with Kyle Pitts as they, you know, with the loss of Calvin Ridley, they start to build this offense uh, for the future. Um, you know, obviously they could possibly look at quarterback, but um, if you look at this wide receiver group, uh, you know, you really don't know. Um, who's going to be catching balls next year for Marcus Mariota? Let's see, at pick number nine, we have the Seattle Seahawks. This pick comes over via the 
Russell Wilson trade from the Denver Broncos. Um, I have them taking off at to tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama. And this is also one of those really good value picks. Um, Seattle Seahawks desperately need a left tackle um, just to protect Drew Locke to see if he even has a chance of, you know, winning that starting position um, this year. Uh, so, like I said, yeah, good pick for the Seattle Seahawks here. Now, at pick number 10, we have the New York Jets. This pick comes from the Seattle Seahawks uh, for the Jamal Adams trade. Um, what a great trade that was, um, being able to get a top 10 pick for uh, a safety, essentially. So, now, looking at this pick, I had them going with wide receiver Jameson Williams out of Alabama. This was a really tough one. There was obviously a lot of different ways that the Jets could have gone. But with what they tried to do, acquiring Tyreek Hill tells me that, you know, um, they want to find a wide receiver in this draft. And it just doesn't make sense for me uh, personally to draft a wide receiver in the second round when you already have a guy like Elijah Moore. Uh, Corey Davis, I do think, is a number two uh, Braxton Berrios is kind of just a, a tweener, a slot guy. Um, now you have a guy that with Jamison Williams allows you to stretch the field vertically as Zach Wilson has an opportunity now to throw the ball deep. Um, you know, with Jamison Williams, um, he's a great special teams player, very humble, very down-to-earth type of guy. Um, and I, I feel like from what I've heard as well, he's very healthy, and I think he'll be ready to go uh, defeating any of uh, camp. At number 11, we have the Washington Commanders. Um, having, I have them going with a wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, out of Ohio State. You know, this is just about giving Carson Wentz uh, more help on offense if you're going to go in all in on him. So, um, you know, you pair him up with another a former Ohio State wide receiver and Terry McLaurin. Um, Garrett Wilson um, has been kind of compared to as kind of like a C.D. Lamb um, with his body control and um, how smooth he is. So um, this is a really good uh pick for the Washington Commanders. Um, at pick number 12, we have the Minnesota Vikings. I had them, uh, this was really tough, but I had them going with safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Um, it was tough because we don't really know where safeties will fall in the draft. You know, you can even look back to a couple of years ago with Derwin James. He was a guy who was supposed to be a top five, top 10 pick. He ends up falling to pick number 17. Um, and I think that's what's going to ha- kind of happen with Kyle Hamilton. Um, and the reason why I, I just think he has more upside than maybe uh, some of the corners here at this spot. Um, and now you pair him up with a guy like Harrison Smith, also a former Notre Dame safety. Um, I think they're going to have a nice little tandem um, in Minnesota. And I look for them to possibly add a corner maybe in the second round here. Uh, 13, we have the Houston Texans. This pick comes over from the Cleveland Browns as part of the uh, Deshaun Watson trade. Um, I have them going with offensive tackle Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Um, this is also another really good value pick. Um, what's interesting about some of these picks is as you get out of the top 10, some guys will fall a little bit because some of these teams are picking based off a need. So um, I really like this pick. Uh, you know, now you can put them on the right side opposite Laramie Tunsil, and now you have two booking tackles uh, for Davis Mills as they look to move forward with him. Um, I think he could kind of be like that Rashawn Slater. I don't know if he's going to be necessarily the best tackle in this draft, but, you know, Rashawn Slater was a guy who um, it was either him or Panay Sewell last year, and Rashawn Slater uh, 
you know, might be having a, um, a really good career here. At 14, we had the Baltimore Ravens. I had them taking cornerback Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. I think this is a perfect fit. Um, you know, the reason why the Ravens need to add more corners, they had so many issues last year staying healthy. A lot of the guys are getting up there in age, and they're going to have to be looking at contract situations as well. You know, in this division, you're going to need guys who can cover, uh, you know, with Jamar Chase, uh, Mari Cooper, and stuff like that. So uh, I know Derek Stingley Jr. is already very familiar with Jamar Chase. So that'll be some nice LSU on LSU action right there. At 15, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. This is one of two picks in this round that they'll have. This pick comes over from the Miami Dolphins, and I have them going with a wide receiver, Chris Olave, out of Ohio State. Uh, Philadelphia can go a number of different ways, and I know that you know Philadelphia has struggled over the last couple of years drafting wide receivers in the first and second round. Um, but really, it's just about in this draft, providing Jalen Hurts another weapon to throw to. Um, Chris Olave was one of those guys who kind of reminds me a little bit of Devontae Smith with um, how good his body control is um, and how um, how good he is with 50-50 balls. So um, I think, you know, pairing him up with Devontae Smith, you have a nice little uh, trio in the making here. At pick number 16, we have the New Orleans Saints who um, acquired this pick from the Philadelphia Eagles, who was originally from the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I have them taking offensive tackle Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. Um, the reason why they made this trade was to move up in front of the Chargers, who could be eyeing an offensive tackle here. Um, so uh, by adding him, this um, kind of plug-and-play versus the loss of their um, left tackle, Teron Armstead, and um, – like I said, you know, this is just a plug and play, you know, to help this offensive lineman. Uh, once again, protecting Jameis Winston and um, helping this run game go with um, Alvin Kamara. All righty. And at 17, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. I have them going with uh, interior defensive lineman Jordan Davis. Um, this is kind of uh, tough just because um, they're picking pretty much the best available um, and I think it'd be a really interesting uh, dynamic um, with Jordan Davis, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. Um, I think with this division, you're going to need to focus on getting after the quarterbacks like Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, and now Russell Wilson. So um, adding Jordan Davis gives you a little bit of a dynamic that you know, they might not necessarily be ready for. So this is a really good pick for the Chargers here. At pick number 18, this pick comes from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles take cornerback Trent McDuffie out of Washington. Um, once again, they could go a couple of different ways, um, possibly a linebacker or a safety, but I just think they need to add some youth to that cornerback group, some talent as well. Uh, Trent McDuffie, um, you know, can play outside, inside, um, and just give Philadelphia some help in the back end as they try to cover all these wide receivers uh, in the division. At pick number 19, we have the New Orleans Saints. Um, this pick comes via the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, with this one, um, I have them taking wide receiver Jahan Doxson out of Penn State. Um, once again, he has uh, really good hands. Um, 
has really good speed. He really does remind me of Chris Godwin, who is a former Penn State wide receiver. Um, and Jameis Williams is very familiar with Chris Godwin as they used to play in Tampa Bay. Um, once again, now that you've added an offensive lineman, uh, you definitely need to add some wide receiver help. If they don't address it in free agency, um, definitely need to do it here in the draft. At pick number 20, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. This one was really tough, obviously, with the loss of uh, Dwayne Haskins. May he rest in peace. Um, you know, you have to look at um, now the quarterback position, possibly. Um, but if I know Mike Tomlin, I think they're they're going to go ahead and just try to let Mitchell Trubisky um, give him a real chance to be successful here. Um, it's tough because looking at this quarterback group, if Mitchell Trubisky struggles, you know, Mason Rudolph is the next guy up. And, you know, we've kind of already seen what Mason Rudolph could do. If he wasn't able to beat Ben Roethlisberger before, I don't know if he'll be able to beat, you know, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, who still is very young, might I add. So that's why I had them going with um, interior offensive lineman Kenyon Green at Texas A&M. Um, he just gives them a little bit of versatility on the offensive line. Once again, we want to make sure we protect the quarterback and, and allow Najee Harris uh, to really run free. And Kenyon Green is a uh, people mover, without a doubt. At pick number 21, we have the New England Patriots. Um, this one was pretty easy for me. I have them going with linebacker Devin Lloyd out of Utah. With Bill Belichick, they can go a million different ways. We wouldn't even know. But the reason why I have them going with linebacker Devin Lloyd out of Utah, um, he's one of those big, long, rangy linebackers that you kind of see in the NFL now. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of Fred Warner a bit. Uh, but he's going to be the guy who kind of replaces Dante Hightower um, as they look to uh, move on uh, from him. At pick number 22, the Green Bay Packers acquired this pick via the Las Vegas Raiders with the trade of Devonte Adams. Now I have them going with a wide receiver, uh, Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. Um, this is a guy that's also kind of been um, moving up the draft board, you know, with his really impressive combine, his numbers. Um, I really haven't had a gotten chance to see him, but I do like his speed and size. Um, I do think the Packers, um, with the loss of Devontae Adams, need to bring somebody in. We just really don't know what the Packers will do, even though they do have two picks in the first round here. At pick number 23, we have the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I have them going with edge rusher George Karloffis out of Purdue. Um with them, you know, obviously they've added a lot of young players on defense over the last couple of years, um, but they do need to add an edge rusher and George Karloffis, um, who originally uh, is from Greece, just started playing football in, in high school, um, has a lot of room to grow, um, but it just has exceptional talent. And I think you can uh, plug and play right away for that defense. And at pick number 24, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Um, last year they went, uh, seven out of 11 picks went to the defensive side of the ball. Um, they really need help at offensive line, just having depth and staying healthy. Um, obviously, they've lost a couple guys on the offensive line, so I have them going with um, interior offensive lineman Zion, Zion Johnson out of Boston College. He had a really good story, uh, went to Davison. Um, he was really undersized, really developed into the player he is, extremely intelligent, um, and I think this is going to be a really good pick for the Dallas Cowboys. 
The uh, Buffalo Bills, um, I have them going with cornerback Andre Booth out of Clemson. Um, really talented player. Um, they just need depth and talent at that position. Um, I think we can also kind of remember uh, what happened in the AFC uh, divisional game with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and how, you know, many big plays they gave up. So uh, bringing in Andre Booth can uh, help them out in the secondary. The Tennessee Titans, I have them going with interior offensive lineman Tyler Limbauer out of Iowa. Um, the biggest thing for the Tennessee Titans is just getting back to running the ball with Derrick Henry and protecting Ryan Tannehill. Um, he could be an upgrade from Ben Jones, who I know that they have just signed back. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do in the draft as well. With the uh, 27th pick, I had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking interior defensive lineman Devontae Wyatt of Georgia. Um, once again, he was probably the most productive defensive lineman at Georgia. Um, and this is going to be perfect because they uh, it fits a need and a want. They need to get younger on the defensive line. Um, and being able to team them up with Vita Vea uh, would be a, a really good a pair moving forward. The with the 28th pick in the draft, I have the Green Bay Packers taking edge rusher David Njobu out of Michigan. So this one was really interesting for me because, you know, obviously they could address offensive linemen or interior defensive linemen, but I feel like the Packers have an opportunity to be very patient. They have they have an opportunity to get a guy who was a top 15 talent before he tore his Achilles on his pro day. Um, and is super talented, has – you know, we've we've seen guys, you know, get hurt and then kind of come back. You know, um, one of the guys that can remember right away is, um, you know, Jeffrey Simmons of the Tennessee Titans. Um, he was supposed to be a top 15 pick, ended up falling a little bit. Um, uh, it took him a year kind of to recover, but, you know, kind of looking about looking at the payout, I think is much greater. And then you get to team him up with a former uh, Michigan Wolverine, Rashawn Slater. Um, you would have a really nice um, edge rusher here. Maybe not this year, maybe late in the year when they really need them in the playoff run uh, to finish games. Uh, that's what the Packers need to do is finish games here. Now, at pick number 29, this uh, pick comes from the San Francisco 49ers and Miami Dolphins uh, via the Tyreek Hill trade. Um, I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking edge rusher Boye Mafa out of Minnesota. Kind of reminds me of uh, edge rusher Penn State. Um, I can't, I'm, I'm blanking out on the name here, but um, just a freakish athlete, really uh, maybe a little bit undersized, but has a lot of speed and potential. Um, doesn't need to play right away. Could kind of come down in on special situations, rushing after the passer. Um, this is just to help them, you know, win games um, on the defensive line. Um, and then with the 30th pick, I have the Kansas City Chiefs once again, um, going to the defensive side of the ball, um, I do believe that they will address the wide receiver position um, maybe later on in the draft. Cornerback uh, Kair Elam out of Florida. Uh, this one was a toss-up for me. I really wanted to go cornerback Tariq Woolen out of UTSA, but you know I, I think Kamir uh, Elam is a little bit more uh, polished as a corner. Um, he can kind of come in right away and help them. He gives them a lot of size and speed, um, especially – uh, covering some of these wide receivers now in this division as well. At pick number 31, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I have them going with interior uh, uh, inside linebacker N'Kobe Dean out of Georgia. 
Um, this is a pretty solid team all the way up and down. Um, I think this just allows them to upgrade that linebacker position, um, especially in this division with um, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers all being a very run-heavy team. I think N'Kobe Dean could be a guy who can uh, just be, you know, um, all over the ball, sideline to sideline type of player for you. Now the uh, the last pick we have the Detroit Lions. This pick comes from the Los Angeles Rams for the Jared Goff trade. Um, I have them taking quarterback Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. Um, I just think uh, Desmond Ritter maybe has a little bit more upside than Kenny Pickett does. Um, you know, and the reason why they go quarterback here is because you have the option to have that fifth year, and that's really important for helping build a team. You know, if Desmond Ritter really isn't the guy and, you know, they end up with a very high draft, draft pick next year, they could end up with one of these stud quarterbacks um, in the – um, 2022 draft here. Thank you guys for listening and please feel free to reach out to me via social media. Uh, my IG is carlosgus17 and Twitter carlosgus3.